Welcome to the Gamer's Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello, hello. Oh man, what month is it? It's July. I don't know <laughs> if you've noticed, and yeah, I'm going to do this like crazy podcast trope of talking okay. about the weather off the top, but oh, man, it's been so man, hot. it's been so hot. <laughs> and I mean, I know that we're up in Canada. And so our threshold for like hotness is really, really low, high. I don't know. We don't tolerate the heat well up here. And it's been like 35 degrees for like a week. Our yeah. whole entire grass, like all of our lawn, our gardens, everything is dead. I'm so glad that I didn't attempt to really go in on gardening this year because I would have been so disappointed or I would have been one of those jerks that's like, watering my grass every night in a freaking drought like are you i, I would have I been one of those people i can't tell if you're throwing shade at me because we laid a bunch oh, of sod and we have to like water it every night and i'm just I thinking to myself like that. did i perfect. tell her that i think you know i don't know and it's fine oh the best shade is unintentional shade <laughs> i mean don't worry i'm getting on the back end when i see my like this has been your usage this this week and i'm like ah. Well, guess Damn I gotta... lawn. Yeah. Well, and so we were going, not that this is going to turn into a like lawn podcast or anything, but uh, we were planning on redoing a lot of stuff in our backyard, which included pulling up our patio and moving, like basically digging up the grass in the back part of the lawn and moving it right up to the house and then making like a, a chill spot at the back with like an awning and a fire pit and everything else. Mm -hmm. So we decided like we just, we, well, <laughs> we decided we didn't really get around to it. And now our like whole lawn has died and we're like, well, I guess it's a good thing that we didn't dig up all that sod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, we, we didn't procrastinate. We saw this coming, <laughs> but yeah, it's been so ridiculously hot out, which is how I know it's July. Cause we get like two months of ridiculous heat in Canada. Mm -hmm. It's July and August. The ridiculous heat is here. Therefore, so is July. And with that comes the Animal Crossing update for this month, which, I mean, if anyone knows how to cool off, it's the animals in Animal Crossing because we get to go swimming now in Animal Crossing. Yeah. Now, I know we talked about this update when it was announced last week, but having now actually gotten our hands on it, I got to say, like, swimming and di and like jumping into the water is just as satisfying as it looked when i watched that first trailer because you run and you it's jump off that dock so, it's, oh. it's so annoying though because oh, yes. i like i didn't realize you couldn't be holding anything in your hands so i was like <laughs> i'm wearing my wetsuit and i've got my like um i think i had my fishing pole out or something sure. and i was like trying to jump in the water and it just wasn't working and i was like did i not get the update no i must have because i have the wetsuit what the heck is going on? And it's because I was holding something in my hand. It took me like 15 minutes to figure out. And then when I finally figured it out, I was like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. But well, like, am I dumb? No. Or is Animal Crossing just like, could use some quality of life updates? <laughs> I Here's the thing. Um, there was some chatter in, in the TGI Discord in our Animal Crossing channel about how the wetsuit works and, and interacts with the different systems of the game. And I hadn't experienced that until just a few days ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys were completely right in these descriptions. But I can't tell if it's Nintendo like stuck in their ways of how they build an animal crossing games or Nintendo struggling with layering things 
like layering additional features. On top features. of an existing system. Yeah. yeah. And it feels like they, and you know, this could be very well like one of those scenarios where the easiest way to get the July 3rd update into this into this game uh, in a timely fashion was to say, hey, the wetsuit breaks everything, so don't let them do anything with the wetsuit. Um, I never did any of like the the costume transformations, so I didn't realize that I started doing that, and I didn't realize that when you do a costume transformation, you can't enter, um, you can't you can't enter the change room. I think. You have oh to- yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that either because mm-hmm. I've never really used the wands. I never kind of got that far. Well, not that I didn't get that far in my crafting, but it's like the wands always use the star fragments, and I only ever have had one meteor shower. Mm-hmm. So those things are precious to me, and I'm so afraid of crafting the wrong thing that I've just never crafted anything. I think I <laughs> so got- I've just I've been sitting on these star fragments for like six weeks. <laughs> Wow. Uh, well, I mean, if you put them under your pillow, I think they, they give you bells. Do they make more? No. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think I got a fish wand. So I didn't know what it did. And now I've kind of explored a little bit. So and the other thing, too, is um, we've been playing, you know, Animal Crossing from uh, late March to now. So there really has 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 been you know, one or two seasons and like in terms of changing, like having to change your outfit from like a rainy to a sunny day, there really hasn't been much reason outside of like putting out a, an umbrella. Which I love that you even do that because That's me, there's yeah. no penalty for running around in your sunny clothes when it's raining. So I just, I literally like never change my outfit. I found an adorable outfit that I love and that just is me. And that's what I run around in. And that's the end of it. I feel like uh, for me personally, it's the rainbow caterpillar costume, ooh, just oh. so you know, yeah, I did not <laughs> if you're know. curious no, no. of what I run around in all the time is my <laughs> rainbow caterpillar costume. I wear, um, like just clothes, but, uh, I, <laughs> you know, but you do you, um, I think, I think maybe I'm just jealous, honestly, just so people yeah. to get ahead of the discord comments. Like, I think Ryan's jealous. Like, yes, confirmed. Uh, I, I think, so when I was playing around with, you know, the transformations, I started to realize this and then the wetsuit is so constrictive in a way where you can, this is where I got into the wand conversation because I was like, okay, I can wear it over my clothes, which is fine. That makes sense as a wetsuit. You put it over your clothes and theoretically video game logic, the clothes underneath stay dry, but you still got your sneakers and your, your glasses on. So I was like, okay, what I'll do is I'll, I'll wear my, um, my shorts and t-shirt, but also my water shoes and my snorkel as an outfit. And then I'll put the wetsuit on over top. And, and now even as I'm saying it aloud, I can't remember where i i struggled with this but i think it came down to the fact that i maybe couldn't put the wetsuit over a transformation there was something stopping it where i ended up having to have my my default clothing be my wetsuit outfit to put the wetsuit on and then i would transform over top of the wetsuit but then if i was transformed over top of the wetsuit i couldn't go into the clothing section i I couldn't uh get changed at like like these are minor things but it's just it was wild the amount of uh oh you, you can't do this with a wetsuit and i was like what why not if jocelyn can do it in a caterpillar outfit i can do it in a wetsuit <laughs> right and it's it's so funny because it's like uh, you can very clearly tell from like a programming side that they wanted to have a piece of clothing that functioned differently because they didn't want you to be able to jump in the water with just your normal clothes. 
And then so but then because the wetsuit functions differently and functions more like a net, um, it means that, you know, you can't have it equipped when you walk into the change room because hmm. the change room only works when you're just wearing your clothes. So but they've got this like wetsuit that's like equipment um, that for some reason can't be unequipped as part of the function of going into the change room, which is, yeah, which is just absolutely wild. It's like why when you walk from outside to like into the clothing shop, doesn't your wetsuit just automatically get taken off or disabled? Um, yeah, like you put know, it on it a just, hanger. Like, well, I don't... Yeah, yeah. You know, like just if if it stops you from being able to to do the thing in the building you just walked into, wouldn't it be a good idea to just disable it when you're in that state mm -hmm. um so like when you walk into like you don't have to do it in next crossing even just when you walk into the tailoring shop like just just disable the wetsuit like yeah and and the but, other thing was like it, the again, wetsuit, quality of life things right yeah of course and and the wetsuit operates as it feels like it's a tool i think like you put it equipment sound is a better way of putting it because they treat it completely different from tools and that you can't add it to your ring like, I right. wish, and this has been said in the Discord, and I'm sure all over online, like, I wish you could add it to your ring so so you could equip it and unequip it whenever you want, because... Well, like, and when you put it on, it would then unequip whatever other tool you're, it is that you're using, because, mm -hmm. like I said, I was trying to jump in with a fishing rod and with a net equipped, and it wouldn't let me. Mm -hmm. And But it gives you no indication of, like, like, when you try to jump in, like, when you walk up to the edge and you press A... It's not like, oh, I can't jump into the ocean with a net because literally I thought I needed a net to go into the ocean in order to catch things in the ocean. I was like trying to figure out which equipment I needed when I went swimming. <laughs> and and I mean, these are all real issues. And then we get to the fake issue, which reminded me of when you said you had to bring a net in. I was playing uh, with the kids because I said, oh, you can do swimming now and you can dive. And they they loved it. And then the first thing I pick up is, a, is an, an enemy or an amenity or whatever. I think it's amenity. And uh, the kids are like... An anemone? An enemy? Thank you. It's an enemy. <laughs> it's a, whatever you said. And uh, I mean, the kids can probably... They can probably do it better I, than I can. All I keep thinking of is the scene from Finding Nemo when he's trying to say what he lives in. Yeah. <laughs> an anemone. An 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 True. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Luckily, that. I don't live in one, so it's not as bad. But uh, it's... Uh, so the you know, the first thing Caden says is like, how can you pick that up? Why isn't it stinging you? And I'm just like, I, you know, kid. Oh, he is too smart for his own good. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, and you know what I said? It's like, no, actually, this hurts a lot, and I'm gonna skip this dialogue. It's it's a pain to hold on to this. So I'm, just, I'm gonna put it in my. And then I put wow. it in my pocket. <laughs> you know, I just traumatize the kid, and then I get a sea urchin and I put it in my pocket, and and he's like, that's gonna hurt. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know. It does, but this is uh, this is Animal Crossing, kid. Like we're gonna. <laughs> no, of course we didn't have that covered. He, I thought it was funny that he was he was concerned, like no concern about like shoving fish into our pocket. But the second we pick up like a jellyfish, you know, oh man, that's gonna sting you, Dad. And I'm like, well, you know, we're we'll get through this together. And <laughs> I personally, uh, I think I, we talked about this last week, but I, I think it, now that we've played it, it stands true. Like, I'm really glad they've added. I was worried that we were just going to get these up these updates being events, but I'm really glad they've added what essentially is another layer 
into the gameplay loop so that we can, you know, go and explore and find new stuff in the ocean. The the game the the feedback loop from swimming and diving doesn't feel like it's going to be as attractive as, as say fishing or digging up fossils because there is a limited amount of things you can find but i do yeah, believe yeah but i've been done with fossils for a long time oh, really? so i'm i'm really glad that there's something else in the game for me to go and collect now and cool. i really like i don't know if this was the intention all along i'm sure it probably was but um i really really like how they've chosen to display things in the museum because it feels like they are very like they fit in very organically like there were like blank missing spots in my exhibits that now have have things moving around in them mm -hmm. and there's a lot more than i kind of originally realized i was thinking the update was going to be more along the lines of like the shells you can find on the beach that there might be like five to 10 things that you could find, but it's actually another like full rich collection on the level of like bugs and fossils and, and um, fish. So it's a lot, it's a lot more robust. It's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be um, that said. And, and I haven't looked too, too much into the system. It's mostly just been like when I've been playing I've been jumping in and kind of looking for bubbles for a few minutes and then jumping out. So I don't know, you know, how much it changes, whether you're diving, you know, time of day or weather or whatever. But um, there there does seem to be quite a lot offered um, within that that system. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, mm -hmm. Just for people who have already completed some of the existing collection, like it just gives them something more to do and another reason to log in, which is good. But I mean, me personally, I've really kind of fallen off of Animal Crossing because I find that there aren't quite as many people playing anymore. And the constantly having to log in every day and feeling like I was missing out if I didn't and, you know, like paying attention to like, oh, I need to go fish for the next like eight hours to try to catch this one fish overnight before the month ticks over and it's gone sort of thing. Um, it really started to like wear on me and it was like another... I know it's going to sound funny because I'm going to say it felt like a chore, which is basically Animal Crossing is just the game of chores. So like why all of a sudden did it feel different? But it really, really started to feel like a not as fun chore because people weren't um, like hanging out and doing it with me. Like anytime I would log in. In the first like month of Animal Crossing, there were always like 10 to 15 of my friends online playing Animal Crossing. And now it's like I log in and there's like maybe one person and nobody's actually like visiting islands anymore. So like I've lost all the social aspect to it. So it's like before I would be hanging out with my friends and doing chores and now I'm just doing chores and I have no grander vision for my island. So I've really fallen off of Animal Crossing. But the swimming update at least is... Um, I, I think it's well done. I think it's it's well implemented, and I'm glad that it's in the game for people who are still looking for things to uh, to fill out a collection and a, kind of a reason to log in. But yeah, I've definitely fallen off of Animal Crossing. Yeah, pretty hard. <laughs> well, for me, I, I I I 
I haven't played in months and the game reminded me that when I came in and I read my mail and it's like, hey, Cockroach is not so great for your happy home score. And I'm like, oh, well, let's take care of that. And there were some cockroaches. (laughs) You have cockroaches? I took care of it. There were three of them. I squashed them. Little ghosts came out. It was like Pac-Man style. And and I took care of, if only infestations were that easy. Right. Um, (laughs) Oh, I've got ants. Little cockroach ghosts. Yeah, just gonna step on these. Oh, it's all, all good. They've taken the warning and they've they've they're going to another house. Um, and but for me, like I I had to treat Animal Crossing as this not this collectathon, but more just this this experience that I'm gonna experience with whatever time I have for it. I I never really jumped in. I did appreciate sort of the the global um, community that we had in the first couple months, where we were really enjoying sort of everyone's company. But I knew down the line, like we were going to get to a point where unless there was an event that encouraged um, a, a social environment or a social connection, it was just it was just going to be me popping in, doing a couple things, visiting, maybe visiting someone's island to see it. But even then, I think we've moved past the you got to see this island, man. It's 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 the best. Um but maybe, you know, with, with August, we are getting another free update in August uh, that is probably going to be more event-based. I would like to see, you know, an event that encourages more, you know, social visiting. And maybe that requires more work on their end, so they're waiting to add that until later on. But obviously, the August event will have something to do with diving, or else I think they would that would be a missing missed opportunity. So I'm... I'm I, I like playing it. It's kind of my like uh, you know, it's just a fun switch game to boot up and and run around in for a little bit. It's I think if if you try to treat it like a to do list, it does does get old quick when you don't have those distractions. It's it's kind of like WoW. Like if you're playing WoW alone, it does quickly devolve into a, a pretty to do list, right? When you remove that social interaction, the the dungeon runs, the the raids. I think a lot of it does kind of fall apart as a as a as a video game experience. Like there, it's not meant to be kind of enjoyed. Yeah, there's solo. still stuff. Yeah, there's still stuff to do, and you can definitely find the fun if you're a solo player. But it's it's not what the wider game is designed to do for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And speaking of titles that have um, kind of more updates, <laughs> um, I've actually been playing a lot of Civ Six, like a lot. It's eating up so much of my time in a really, really good way, I think, because much like I was looking for something to be um, a little bit of a distraction, like I talked last week about Raft, um, it, this has really been this like all-encompassing fully absorbing like take me away from the outside world experience and um i think i talked uh probably five or six weeks ago about the frontier pass which launched uh, back in may for civ 6 and this is their like ongoing dlc pack for lack of a better term and it's kind of like them committing to monthly updates for the next like i think it was I think it's the duration of the year. Um, and basically their their most recent update has come out and I'm going to have a little bit of a review for it next week because it was something I didn't even realize existed. Uh, but they've added, so they've added zombies and aliens as a playable factions within the Civ Six Battle Royale, which I did not even realize was a thing. And now, I, now I'm so stoked to give it a shot because 
it sounds so cool. It's basically like you pick a faction and you um, like the world slowly shrinks as any other battle royale does. But it has all the same like Civ type game mechanics other than like you don't make a permanent settlement. It's like you just battle it out with other people and eventually you end up being the last one who's able to get on the spaceship and escape this like apocalyptic earth with the this like spreading radiation cloud like it's super cool in theory so i'm gonna play some of that for you guys next week but so far i've been very 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 happy with the most recent update just for the single player stuff with like the extra civilizations that they added and the balance changes that they brought in and i know like the base game of Civ is Civ, and if you like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. I fall into the crowd of people who really likes it, but I've never given multiplayer too much of a, of a try. So um, that is something that I'm going to try and I'll talk about for you guys next week. But yeah, Civ is pulling me away from the majority of the other games in my life right now because it is a really engaging single player experience that can totally suck me in so yeah if that's the kind of thing that you're looking for and if you'd like to turn off the outside world like i talked about last week with raf civ is definitely up there as well for tuning things out mode <laughs> no and it's been really good to see and hear about this frontier new frontier pass that's been constantly adding to the game um I think we we were talking pre-show about like when do we talk about this and it was just the end of May that they around the time they kind of announced it and and got their first you know wave of content out there and and the fact that like you said monthly updates to what is already a large game is kind of exciting and I and I like the idea that they're adding these modes you know these additional scenarios and modes because I mean just well, yeah, originally that's game. what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a scenario because I've also played through those and I really enjoy the scenarios as well. Basically what I'm doing, because there's over 200 achievements in Civ 6 on Steam. So I've kind of just been slowly working my way through those achievements to kind of like guide my gameplay and, and give me a little bit more of like a victory condition than just, you know, the built-in victory conditions in the game. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of been... Um, yeah, just kind of exploring the game through those achievements. And I definitely thought that the addition of like zombies and aliens was, you know, to a new scenario. And I was like, oh, the Red Death or the Red Plague or whatever it's called. Like that must be another scenario, like thinking it was like a spinoff of like the Black Plague, which is a scenario in Civ Six. It's like, no, it's a multiplayer battle royale mode. I was like, what? Like, how did I totally miss this piece of news? So, uh, so yeah, it sounds like so crazy and so out there. And I know like I've definitely been like done with battle royales, like as a genre for quite a while now, but I feel like this spin on battle royales, much like Hearthstone spin on auto battlers. Like, I think it's enough. It's, it's enough of a departure from the mode while still staying true to the spirit of the mode but built within a game I already love. Like, I think this might actually be like made for me, especially since it doesn't involve me having to try to aim a sniper rifle or <laughs> build walls while I shotgun people. So <laughs> I think this might actually be within my like skill wheelhouse. So I'm going to look into it and uh, I'll let you guys know what I think about zombies and aliens in Civ 6. Uh, I'll talk about it next week. 
Sweet. I'm looking forward to that. That sounds uh, neat. <laughs> it sounds different. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to, um, if I can talk my friend, because I was supposed to stream tomorrow night. We're going to stream Civ 6 with a, with a friend of mine. And uh, if I can talk him into it, maybe we can we can go into the... I don't know if you can even like queue into the Battle Royale with friends, but if we can, I'm going to see if I can talk him into it, because, yeah, that would just be super crazy fun, I think. But um, you've also been playing something else that is a little bit more like of a bite-sized experience while we wait for things that are coming up later in the summer. So what are you playing on top of Animal Crossing? So I don't know if you did that on purpose, but if you didn't or you did, just, yeah... Chef's Kiss, amazing, because I'm playing Cook, Serve, Delicious 3, which involves food. So bite. See what you did there. Yeah. Anyways, um, Cook, Serve, Delicious 3. I'm playing that. Uh, this game is, uh, I don't know if you, anyone has played the originals uh, 1 and 2. 1 was kind of a big deal in that it was this new experience that was very uh, addicting. The basic idea of Cook, Serve, Delicious is that you operate a restaurant and you have a set menu. And then uh, in the first one, people would come up to your counter, they'd place an order, and then you'd have to prepare the food. And preparing the food uh, was done in a way where, let's say you're making a burger, uh, you're offered the uh, the materials of how you make a burger, and then you get the order. So let's say it's two patties, cheese, and a bun. You look to the side, and depending on how how good you are at the game, like the more you play it, the better you get. In the sense that you're having to remember, okay, uh, two meat, so or so two patties, so mm, and then cheese, c, and then bun is obviously it's it's not b for some reason it's uh, i so remembering the keywords to like jam it in like you're you're doing a typewriter and then that serves the meal to the person and and that is the core concept of this time management kind of rhythm game but also like a rhythm memory game where you're having to just constantly shift food out um that was the first one very linear like you do like a day and you'd pick your menu items then people would come in they'd order and then by the time the day ended you had done so many orders the second one felt very similar to that but where the third one kind of veers off in a different direction is it's more of like a food truck simulator where um you are moving from point to point you have a route and you pick a very specific menu but then you have like holding stations and prep centers. The holding stations allow you to say, you know, uh, cook um, six chicken nugget orders and then hold them and keep them keep them warm. And then also the prep stations are like for special orders and, and when people come in so you can cook things ahead of time, like pre-orders of special items so that people can pick them up. And it's very much this like frantic simulator of of uh serving up food to people but then you're having to prep it so it actually feels like you are a sandwich artist as you're just like oh i have this specific dish and i know i have to serve it in a specific way so i have to like that pops up so it's like dkp for you know the meat the veggies and and the prep work or something and it does get very hectic like as you're in the thick of it because you're like oh my god we're out of chicken nuggets so we gotta do more and we gotta do more chicken strips and the food gets crazy like i'm only like early on so it's you know uh putting the chicken nuggets in the deep fryer and then serving them as soon as people come but then you get more advanced menus where say you're doing corn dogs so then you have to prepare the corn dogs and then you have to make sure you get the order right because they'll either want ketchup or mustard or both so you have to 
do that additional prep to serve it. And it very much is ratcheted up the gameplay loop of the first one in that you are having to worry about all these things all at once. And it does sound very frantic and hectic, but like when you do get that um, that loop down of using the the holding stations to prep food that people are asking for, because it gives you all the information. It says, you know, in at this specific stop, you're going to need to make 20 orders of chicken nuggets or, and five orders of fish. And then you can like put as much as you can into the holding station to make it easier for you when you get to that stop. But it can quickly fall off the rails where people won't wait forever for their order. You know, right. there's this patience meter. This sounds, this sounds like so close because I know I was talking about it a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole cooking dash and cooking adventure apps that I was playing with. And uh, this sounds a whole lot like some of the stuff that we were toying around with on mobile at that time. And so like I I didn't play Cook Serve Delicious um, one or two, but... I mean, I loved Overcooked too, and this seems like it has like a similar, like time management like uh, component to it. And mm-hmm. you know, the crazier you do, like the crazier menu items you have, then the more rewarded you, that you're gonna get, and and things get harder uh, over time. And it looks like you can also like just looking at the at the screenshots and stuff mm-hmm. on Steam right now, which is also on sale. Um, it's 25% off right now and it's not an expensive title anyways, but it's on sale for $13 Canadian. So, um, for the next 40 hours, apparently, yeah. uh, which I don't know if that's part of the summer sale or not, but there's also a bundle with all the games for $15 and 50 cents again, Canadian. So, uh, American, that'll be cheaper. Um, but yeah, it looks, it looks really kind of interesting and like it's in that same sort of vein. It's yeah. even... Like, it, I don't know. It even looks like a mobile title to me. Like, it looks pretty simple. <laughs> the, yeah. Like, I remember when the first one came out, the art style of the game, um, the faces, like the people that you were serving, like it did have that mobile feel. But then you look at the food and the, the attention to detail within that art style was really neat to see, you know, uh, they, they kind of drill down. And, and I think that's where that's where they really... Uh, put the details in is uh, is on the food like and not just the final order but the ingredients as well Mm. and uh, i mean i don't want to make it sound like if you try to jump in and you go like i'm gonna have a so depending the more advanced the food is the higher the point system and when you start out there isn't really a reason to jump straight to the four point food you can you can start like just have like it'll say you need a four a four food menu and you can choose, you know, level zero food. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're not going to get a, you could get a better score, more experience by going with the higher level, but then you're having to deal with more complex food to prep. And then you're running into hurdles and then you're tripping, falling and and just, you know, failing. Uh, So when you start going with the zero level food, the one level food, just to hit the menu requirement to be able to pass that day, it's still fun. And you do feel like you're able to, to handle that and Mm -hmm. you do get to the point where with certain foods that you know the 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 key combo off by heart so when you see it pop up it's like okay like order number one's uh, up i hit the one key to process it and i know it's like llwm and it's done and the difference between the first two and this one is that because they open up the holding station and the 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 multiple orders like right now where i'm at like you can upgrade your your uh your food truck 
and where I'm at now, like I went from, I think it was maybe eight prep stations to 11 and then like three holding stations to five. So it's really expanded the amount of options that I can put out there. And, uh, you don't have to, so when an order's ready in the, in the first game, you used to have to like, I think you had to like tap the key that it was whatever order it was in. And then that would hand the food to the person in this one. You have these two very, very helpful robots. Um, you can just (laughs) hit the control button and the robot will, will serve whatever's done. So, um, if a food doesn't require finishing prep and you, and it'll, and the, the game will prompt you, it'll say like, Hey, it's ready to be served. You just mash that control button and then whatever's ready to go out goes out, which is super handy. Like it removes that one step that would probably be just a step too far in terms of trying to remember everything. And yeah. Yeah. The complexity of it. And I mean, it's just one of those games where, I finished The Last of Us Part 2 and I'm and I'm probably queuing up a bunch of these in the sense that I don't it's a lot for me to get through a game and and especially with The Last of Us where I'm invested with the story and I'm invested with the characters and I'm invested in trying to finish it without spoilers that I'm playing like later than I normally would, more nights than I normally would. So so diving into Cook Serve Delicious 3 has really allowed me to a play it when I have downtime during the day because if the kids come up like they're not going to see you know, like we talked about the last horrible week. things that are happening in Last of Us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Worst case scenario, they see me fail because they're like, "Daddy, what does this button do?" And then I serve the wrong thing, and then my 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 streak ends. But it, they actually, we were playing a little bit of it together, and they thought it was really cool as I'm like serving this food and like mashing keys to like prep burgers. But it's it's just one of the. It's like if you're looking for. Like for me with the Steam sale, I've been struggling. Like, what am I going to buy? Like, there's a sale. I got to buy something. There's like $6 off. I buy $35 worth. So I'm like adding and subtracting items on my cart. And I think if you're looking for a great sort of $10 experience that you can play and don't feel any obligation to like completely 100%, like just go in and have fun, it is fun right off the bat. And it's worth the $10 just to jump in and and play around with it because it is very much like that frantic cooking prep game that we talked about you played on mobile and i think i even suggested they have cook serve delicious on mobile that is free to start but this third one's it's got some the new features that they add to it like adds additional complexity to the first two but doesn't go overboard like it for every complexity they add they add like some additional uh quality of life stuff i find so um i'm really enjoying it worth picking up then oh yeah for sure well, I'll, I'll probably give it a try because, yeah, like I said, I was I was totally into that kind of stuff and, and I've fallen off a little bit. I've been playing other mobile stuff instead, but this looks like, again, another really nice kind of like turn my brain off sort of thing. So, oh, yeah, I yeah. will definitely give it a try because it seems like it's right in my wheelhouse. Uh, we wanted to take a quick break now and thank our patrons. Daniel from June, thank you so much for supporting us through that month. And we have our new July patron, Will. Thank you so much for supporting the show. You can do the same by going to patreon.com slash the gamers in. That brings us to the news this week. And uh, obviously, like I said, we're going to cover this like all the time. But uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> I put it in here because so, I knew we'd, we'd talk about it. Oh, yeah, it. no, we, we need to talk about literally everything about every Horizon game. All of the littlest pieces of news from now until I get it in my hands. And then after I get it in my hands... We're going to talk about it for months after that. So you guys should just strap in. We might rename this to the Horizon Inn, 
But anyways, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn for PC is launching on August 7th. So we finally got a release date for that PC launch that we found out. Originally, I think they announced it back in like February or March. I remember reading it sitting in the food court in the mall. So it was yeah. like late February at the latest. Pre-March, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, we now have a release date on that. It's August 7th, so I'm really looking forward to playing through this experience again. And like I said, I am 100% going to buy this again. I'm going to play it on PC, might actually stream it this time. Who knows? But um, I'm I'm just looking forward to, to reliving that experience and just kind of exploring a little bit more of the world. I mean, I, I guess I 100%ed it anyway, so maybe I, I didn't have to actually explore any more of the world, but... I'm looking forward to a refresher before uh, jumping into um, Frozen Wilds. I think Forbidden Forbidden, West. wait. Yeah, West. Right. Frozen West. Because this is the thing. They So now there are two Horizon games out of three that are Horizon FW. And I'm just like, oh, come on, guys. Like, could you not have thought of some <laughs> other something? Because the DLC pack that added the Banook guys up in the northern portion, up in the snowy area. Yeah, that was Frozen Wild. So, yeah. Well, thanks, I, Horizon game devs. Come on. <laughs> they did it on purpose because they knew. I'm sure they, they did. Knew yeah, the maybe just everything. Arranged. Maybe every Horizon game from now on is just going to be Horizon FW. <laughs> and all of the different things that that could possibly stand for. <laughs> There's a possibility. Um, I was going to say when, when it came to the PC launch, I was, uh, and I'll preface this with like people who play a lot of games on PC will like, no, duh. But I was watching the previews in, uh, because when they launched, when they announced the launch date, they, they included a new trailer with all the features. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this looks so different. Like, it looks like everything's kind of like moving snappier and smoother. And then I realized, oh, it unlocked frame rate so every of course yeah. everything is going to look like a lot more buttery smooth and to someone who put 40 plus hours into the original i'm kind of like it's kind of throwing me off <laughs> in a weird way <laughs> but i am still excited to play it like i have this i, I got a gaming monitor like for box in boxing uh, i think it might have been boxing day last year and i've been kind of throwing a couple things at it and but i think i think horizon will really will really scream on this thing so i'm yeah. i'm excited to play it I don't think I'll be able to finish it again, but I am excited to jump back into that world because it's been just long enough that I I feel comfortable going going back to it. And also, it's going to be weird to play it with an Xbox controller. And that's kind of what I'm looking forward to doing as well is just be like, what world are we living in right now? It's so <laughs> wild. Uh, speaking of what world are we living in, we've got another story for you here in terms of a relaunch, re-release. Uh, I think we talked about it a few weeks back when it was first announced, but Kingdoms of Amalur is getting a kind of remaster relaunch in September. Mm -hmm. But now they've also announced that it's getting an expansion in 2021. So not this is going to be like totally new content nothing we've seen before uh, on top of a completely redone Kingdoms of Amalur like original experience, which I'm pretty stoked about because I definitely didn't play enough of it when it first launched. I remember getting to certain points and then getting really frustrated because what I wanted to do was like play through the main quest, but they put a pretty hard like boss wall there that if you hadn't done a whole bunch of 
what felt like more meaningless side quests. Um, it basically had the Mass Effect 3 problem where, you know, oh my God, the world is ending, but also help the guy with the chickens. Like it, it very much suffered from that. But I think I have a little bit maybe more patience <laughs> now and especially knowing what I would be getting into. I'm looking forward to uh, giving this game another shake, especially knowing that there's going to be an expansion coming in 2021. Yeah, I remember picking this one up when it launched. We we covered it pretty extensively here on the show, and, and including sort of the whole fallout with uh, with Kingdoms of Amalur right, Studio yeah. kind of shuddering. But I I think I had a I I hit a moment or something else came out and I lost track. And then when I w- decided I wanted to go back to it, there was all that you know uh, company failing news and similar to like finding out a TV show has been canceled and they're gonna like leave it hanging i'm like well i'm not what's the point in even going back to it and it's wild that we live in this we i mean you're seeing it in tv too where they're picking up old shows and they're bringing them back and (gasps) they're bringing back clone high dude (laughs) yes literally like anyone (laughs) that i can tell who may not know this already i am telling so i am using my gamers in platform right now to tell you guys that clone high is coming back and if you don't know what i'm talking about you need to go watch it right now. It's only about six hours of content. It was like a 10 episode animated show in like 2003. And it was absolute brilliance. Isn't there? <laughs> and they're bringing it back. Isn't there like two cartoons from that era that people like? Yes, oh my Undergrads God, to... is the other okay. one. <laughs> I was trying to remember. Like they if... used to air like back to back. It was oh. like Undergrads and Clone High. And yeah, so Undergrads they were both had... amazing. But Undergrads did not come back. No, they, it didn't come back. But I think, wasn't there like a Kickstarter for like a movie? There was a Kickstarter for a movie. Yeah. Did the movie yep. come out? I, I don't think the Kickstarter was successful. <laughs> ah, okay. But... Which is really too bad because I met the creator at uh, the Halifax Comic-Con a few years back and he was the nicest guy ever. And when he told me why he was there and like why he was a guest, I was like, oh my God, I love undergrads. He's like, you're my favorite person and started following me on Twitter. And I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> and then he, he waited for the tweet where he said, you backed undergrads on Kickstarter. Yeah, he's like, he honestly, he was just like, he <laughs> barely ever used slash uses Twitter. But I'm just like, I am going to treasure this follow forever. Uh, but yeah, so basically, if you haven't watched Total Aside here, if you haven't watched Undergrads, and if you haven't watched Clone High, that is some early 2000s viewing that you really need to do. In fact, I'm going to go and do that right now. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, in I mean, we, we brought it up in a sense that I think it's it's very it's very now to take these old properties and bring them back. And we knew THQ Nordic had picked up both the rights to Kingdoms of Amalur and the MMO that, that never launched. And THQ Nordic has been very good at um, picking up these properties. Uh, some would say milking, but, but I think I can, I, I feel like I can say that they've, they've done, they've done their due diligence to make sure there's an audience. So with Darksiders, they re-released Darksiders one and two, and then, not too long later, they came out with Darksiders 3. So the fact that they are kind of skipping the wait and giving us re-reckoning as well as confirming a new expansion for 2021, that's exciting because I think it means that they're committed to continuing this world, whether it's a sequel or they bring they bring the MMO up. Like, I don't know. Like that, The MMO seems like too daunting a task for THQ Nordic. I don't think they're quite there yet, but they mm-hmm. really have evolved from that small company or small, but 
relatively small that picked up all these these IPs when THQ went under they've grown a lot since then I remember when we first started hearing about them it's like who are these guys that are picking up like basically like I don't want to say picking the carcass but really like they were <laughs> that's that's a little too dark but you get what I'm meaning here it's it's they've really come a long way and I'm 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 excited about this this re-release and and the fact that we are getting a a, a commitment to the future of this franchise it's cool well, that's the thing, right, is that and I think it, this is important to about um, when we're talking about the TV shows that are coming back or, you know, re-releases like Amalur. It's really nice to see that not only are they like re-releasing the titles that we loved, but then they're also, you know, committing to continuing on the story where in a lot of cases these things um, kind of left off with cliffhangers or had bigger worlds planned or, you know, whatever the case is, these companies that are coming in and picking up these IPs and doing them correctly are kind of committing to continuing on the story in a lot of these cases. So I'm excited to to get a, a next or I guess a, a second shot at Amalur, knowing that the wider world and the wider story is going to be told in one way, shape or form. I'm super stoked that we're getting a full new expansion. So I will be checking this out uh, when it comes out in September. But I think uh, that's pretty much going to do it for our show this week. You guys, um, we have a couple of other news things, but I think they're going to be much bigger, much longer conversations. So we're going to save them for next week. But uh, that's going to do it for us this week. You can check out our Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Do come and join the conversation. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joss Plays. Ryan is at R. Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying at The Gamers Inn. And remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Yeah.